Hey everybody, it's producer Jason here. Um, so this episode, uh, for those who listened to the last episode, is not the one you were expecting. Uh, the reason being that the one you were expecting had uh, a bunch of technical difficulties, um, and uh, most most of them, I think, can fairly be summed up as as being my fault. Um, so that's that's sort of what's going on with that one. We may still be able to have some facet of that episode at some point. Not sure yet, but. For the time being, we're going to skip ahead to what was going to be the next week's episode, which still is now a little past due because um, my schedule has been fun. Uh, but th- today we'll be talking about La Brea instead of uh, Exit. So that that's what's going on today. Also, at the beginning of this episode, we talk about how Amanda is a uh, finalist. Um, or it might have, we might have been talking about Nickel. I'm not sure. Either way, uh, since then, Amanda has won the Austin Film Festival uh, screenplay competition in the drama category. So when we're celebrating Amanda's win, pretend like we're celebrating the fact that she won rather than the fact that she's just a finalist. So uh, the note still goes to all those Hollywood movers and shakers out there. Uh, hire hire Amanda. Get She's a brilliant writer. Hire, hire her. What are you doing? Anyway, here's the episode. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Cruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome back! Disaster Divas to another episode of Disaster Girls. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Austin Film Festival finalist, finalist! Amanda Smith. Finalist! That is, maybe Jason can add an exploding sound behind that. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that is incredible news. Thanks, That's so guys. great, Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's pretty cool. Even Kit Hell is excited. Yeah. He's celebrating by playing <laughs> yeah. with a squeaky toy inexplicably. Hey, if, I, any, uh, playing... if any if any Hollywood big shots are listening yeah. to the show right now, if any if any big power players are listening, yeah. hire you know, Amanda. I'll, I'll take I'll take the small shots too. I'm really not particular. Box searchlight, yeah. listen up. Yeah. Look. Any anyone making any any movies, any TV shows? You know, give her a call. Yeah, this is a small you town. Gotta, we know we can, you know we cousin, can get in touch. Yeah, yeah. You, you know where you can Come find on. me? Disaster underscore pod <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, don't DM Amanda. DM the account. Yeah, DM, DM the, the Disaster Girls atta- account to make it business like. just so i know the context you know when when they say your people get in touch with my people Mm -hmm. the my people she's referring to is the disaster girls twitter account yeah it's just me on disaster girls twitter yeah Yeah. Yeah, exactly that's that's your current agent yeah yeah it's very professional i love that what what's going to go hand in hand with that with with sharing that is our very special installment of disaster girls where we talk about the new show however long it may last La Brea. La, 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 Look, La it's going to shine bright. It's going to go fast. Yeah. This is the, this is going to be the James Dean of TV shows, and I'm here it is, for it. 
far too expensive to ever possibly last past one season. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this show is affordable. So expensive. I love it so much. It, this spending so show, much money on this. This show, it is, it is, it is like a car being held above the asphalt with its foot on the gas, ready to, at the minute it hits the pavement, burn out and just go zero to 100. This mm-hmm. show, get like we start out in traffic on Wilshire Boulevard, and moments later, a sinkhole is swallowed up, a segment of gridlock. They are in another part dimension part of the world we'll get to that i mean it is yeah I, I they was like they, oh. they give us a minute and a half of exposition about the family <laughs> dynamic and then they're like and now disaster and i appreciated that uh, i'm so grateful that we didn't have to wait through the first 15 minutes and two commercial breaks it w- to get to it, it they just went right to it so startling and i have to begin by saying because reality index i have to begin by saying we we start on wilshire boulevard in morning traffic i I I live in this general area. That is not Wilshire Boulevard in morning commute is not the fucking 10. It is not the 110 interchange around downtown. This is not the 405 on-ramp. The gridlock they're sitting, it's like how much fucking construction is going on to get all these cars stopped, stopped in a turning the road into a parking lot like this. And at one point, they cut to this angle on a like traffic cop like in the street that is like this is fully not the intersection of Wilshire and Curson. Well, this the is entire fully not it at all. What a like where did we go to shoot this angle that is absolutely not Curson Avenue with Let me answer that question Curson for you, Jordan. Hanging in a hanging from a lamp. This whole thing is filmed in Australia. <laughs> oh, that's that's right. That's this entire, right. all of this is filmed in Australia. Wow. So what, what's really wild is they actually had to take <laughs> the camera and turn it upside down to make it all appear right side up no, for this movie. That's what they did. Yeah, I mean, that's um, no, trickery. Is, they they did not do the volcano. They did not follow in the footsteps of volcano and shoot on location. No, unfortunately, um, because then you know. That would just be so fun for you to just go and hang around that set all day long. The the amount of hours I would have spent unemployed watching them film at the intersection of Curson and Wilshire would have been. I mean, that would have been like me live. That would have been like like Disaster Girls reporting live from on from on set of La Brea, (laughs) like me screaming at Natalie Z, me just like like taking it all in, like at the La Brea tar pits. I I would have that would have been the best. Yeah. So unfortunately, no. We we you have to do tra- you do have to travel overseas to get to La Brea South. La Brea, yes, La Brea South, and it is like I I love that we we open with it. We, like we get that shot of the tar pits. We see the mm-hmm. very sad mammoth sculpture, like elephant sculptures that are in there being swallowed by the tar. Like you're getting that truly one of my favorite of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Jordan. You know, so coincidentally in the script that specifically uh is the finalist i actually have a character yep. have characters discuss just how traumatic the mammoth sculptures are the, at the la brea uh, they tar truly pits are. because if you have lived in la forever visited the la brea tar pits it is so deeply it is a mother mammoth being pulled into the tar pits yep. while the baby mammoth and another or and a, and a parent mammoth yeah. stand off to the side 
and, and the, the baby, baby mammoth the baby is clearly mammoth is just screaming. Up, it's like so upset. It's like so clearly a screaming sad baby that yeah. its little trunk is just like pointing straight it's upright as its, its mouth, mouth is open. open. It's it's never less sad to see. Like I'm no. used to it. I look at it all the time, but I see it. I'm like, God, that is fucking tragic every yeah. time and you take it a is it is there bambi of yep. it is is a bambi statue basically you take a new person there i'm like guys you want to go see these fucked up sculptures and you show them and they're like this is so much more sad than i thought it was gonna be because it's so real looking these are yeah. like photo real recreations of these animals to scale and it's and so, also, and you know that happened. Like that is that's exactly. What, that's, thank yep. you. That's exactly what's so fucked up about it. And that was exactly what I was gonna say. Is yeah. it's not just. It's like going to a crime scene, and yeah. it's like seeing. It's, it's like going scene. to the alley, and it's like going to the alley in Gotham yep. and seeing statues of Martha Wayne, <laughs> yeah, dead, and dead, dead and like, on the ground. Yeah, it, it's the exact same. It's it's that same setup. It, it's so upsetting. It, with it would be like Martha dead on the Martha and and then Bruce, with Bruce dead on the ground with little Bruce with arms outstretched wailing at his dead yeah. parents. That's yeah. what it would be. So that's God. that. It's so I'm so glad that they that those made it into yeah, which. You know, they've also again volcano. You get them. You get them in volcano too. Yeah. But I'm glad that we got a daylight sinking mammoth. <laughs> and it because we, I, I love, I love the family moment in the car. I love the family moment. Mm-hmm. We have mom. Like what we established that mom has left dad. He's back in San Bernardino. He's not really well. He's a veteran. He's gone through a lot. He's drinking and like daughter is like hey leave dad alone and son is like fucking deadbeat and i'm with son like fuck that guy you can't get his act together but like he also for reasons can't get his act together and so she's like she's taking the kids to school judging by the house that they walk into at a certain point in the episode mom must have a solid job because that is a gorgeous home in the city of los angeles that they the family seems to inhabit I think mom has generic TV job. I don't think that we're going to get a situation where she's got – I think this is just she has TV job, so therefore she gets TV house. She Well, um, and, I mean, and just knowing the market as it is, TV house is fucking slamming. Yeah, it's unreasonable, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's this is what she – this is what all people have in television. Yeah. Is that yeah. house. <laughs> and like, I – of course. And, and, and this, this show – this show is says, what do you want? Archetypes. What are we going to do? Give them to you. Like oh, from yeah. the top. And I I love how obvious and silly this fucking show is. And it it's giving you character dynamics that are moving at the speed of the plot. Because like people are first meeting each other and they are being presumptuous. They are reading each other to filth. Like nobody's like, let's take time to get to know anybody in this show. Like within when once they're sucked into the hole, which there's a shining light at the bottom of the giant LA sinkhole, takes these people to what is it another dimension? Is it hollow earth? Is it a time so, portal? And then just to, as a point of reference, the shining light, very similar to the hollow, to the hollow earth light very. that we would get in, um, in all of the monster verse, just like, and as that a point was Amanda's theory. That was like, I think yeah. before she watched, she was like, is this is going to be a fucking hollow earth situation? Yeah, I do. I do kind of take it back because I thought that the glowing light in the posters. So I had texted Zoran right. like weeks ago and be like, 
glowing light in the posters, those are the auroras that you see in the hollow earth that you would get yeah. with hollow earth. Totally logical. Now I realize that no, it's like the the mysterious rift. It's a time um, rift. It's a time rift. It's a time rift. But it doesn't matter. It is very hollow earth looking. Yes. They they waste no fucking time. They're like, you've seen Lost. You know what's happening here. And they, we've got a lot of strangers who need to be healed by some disaster. So much so that they fucking invoke Lost. Oh, multiple times. They mention Lost by name in this yeah. show. <laughs> this is like, have you seen Lost? Then you know what we're doing here. And like I was yeah. saying, with the speed at which these characters, like, I get crisis bonding is a thing. But like, Natalie Z meets this one character, stops him in the woods from possibly taking his own life by gun. And then they're walking down a path. And within like a minute, she says something. I don't even remember what it is. And he's like, you know, you can't control everything, Eve. You just have to let things go. It's like, what the fuck are you saying to me right now, stranger man? Who gave you the right? Another moment, they're like talking about how hard it is to keep like trudging through this wilderness to find the ambulance they need for medical resources. And she's like, oh, well, I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and I run 10 miles. So like my endurance is pretty high. And he he looks at her and he just goes, yeah, what are you running from? It's like, it's a fitness wow. routine, you <laughs> asshole. What the, what the shit is that? Like, there were a lot of things that could have prompted that question, but her morning run routine, it's not one of, what are you running from? I'm running to being able to whip your ass running up and down these hills, bro. That's what I'm running to. I just appreciated that they they include that bit of exposition to oh explain God. how that she can always outrun animals. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I love that they. And I imagine there was like a studio note that's like they're running a lot. How are they able to run so much? Yep. And like they decided to include that explanation in there. You don't. I, in this world, I will never question. I'm not going to question how she cr- gets her hair to have perfect beachy waves. Never. So don't make me question whether or not she can run t- as can outrun direwolves. No, like, I'm in. I'm. At, in the minute, the minute that the Peterson Museum was sucked into a giant sinkhole on Wilshire, absolutely I was in. incredible. There was, I at that moment, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to question anything. The- Science has no meaning. Logic has no reason. It does not matter. A woman can absolutely outrun packs of direwolves. She has stamina because that's what happens." The Peterson Automotive Museum, not too many years ago, got a full like renovation, and its exterior is this extremely recognizable red, like like and corrugated chrome. metal building that has these yeah. like decorative like ribbon of like metal look like metal sculpturing around the outside that looks like like steel ribbons that wrap around the entire thing it's extremely identifiable and i find it fucking like a chunk you you once we go into the other world the below place the 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 upside down um i love that we just see chunks of the peterson yeah it it did not all the people survived the fall. The Peterson didn't make no. it, guys. <laughs> but like, and, yeah. all of the cars are right side up, tires on the earth. Yep, yep. But the Peterson did not make it through. Hilariously, this, like, there we get great. I'm so glad they gave us so many wide shots of the hole because I was like, okay, where exactly went under? And yeah. I love seeing that the Academy Museum, Academy Museum, <laughs> after I know. all of that time, after it and was like never gonna open, all of that money, like five hundred million dollars, they, they've been paying you Academy hop, Museum. They've been paying a hawk to fly over it so that pigeons don't poop on it. And yes, 
And yet, I know, I love it so much. I love the idea. I've tweeted this joke like multiple times. It's not even anti-Academy Museum. It is just just so funny that it's taken so long. It became like, it was like an LA in-joke that the Academy Museum was going to open soon because it just never was. And now it like, it's had a soft open. Like it's, it's weekends are booked out through the end of the year. People are going to the Academy Museum. And this show was like, well, oh, well. Yep, it's like, I mean, for East Coasters, this is like if the big dig finally was completed in Boston, <laughs> and then suddenly a sinkhole opened in the middle of Boston and devoured the big dig. Months, like, this is months on, after they on, were done. Yeah, on par with it is. I love it. I, I again, I think it's hilarious that like this means because of the fact that they find so, uh, Natalie Z has like her engagement ring on a, ne- a chain around her neck because. Yeah you know, broken marriage and it falls off and it lands on the ground and in the future, 10,000 years in the future. Yes, because they, they, they husband fall to 10,000 B.C. 10,000 B.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it, it technically is 8,000 B.C. because it's we're 2,000 years into. Oh, right. So, it, yeah. So it'd be technically 8,000 B.C. Or it's 12,000 years ago. I'm really not clear. Okay. Um, Either way, point is, so the point is that husband is seeing like visions from the other world which is a whole thing, but he finds the ring and that immediately made me think of all of the stuff that they would find from the Academy Museum. Oh my God, you're <laughs> so right. They would be digging gonna, up the fucking costumes to my fair lady. They're gonna, it's like someone's gonna be digging somewhere and all of a sudden like they're gonna be, they're gonna have the subway, they're gonna be tunneling for the subway down Wilshire and they'll be like, we found <laughs> mammoth bones and an R2-D2. What? You guys, and what is the Batmobile doing here? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> that is literal. like that is so, so oh true. God, they're Oh my God, they'd be tunneling to make, to find, they'd be digging to build the Academy Museum and they'd be digging out all of the, the things. They'd be digging they'd out be the Barbara Streisand air, air walk. They have to, to rebuild the Academy Museum, they have to unearth the swallowed Academy, the Museum, Academy Museum, aged 10,000 years and then restored. And then there would be a, there'd be a wing of the new Academy Museum that was the Academy Museum that came from the past. That was then re-earthed, resurfaced in in the present. Wow, the possibilities here are incredible. It's, I love, I just, that, I'm glad you also, I should have known you would also be the one who's like, wait, the Academy Museum. Because the minute that that clicked for me, I was like, I'm done. It's in. This is all I'm thinking about. It is so hilarious. And like, we had, I think we had mentioned it previously on the show. I definitely assumed I was getting lost in universe of La Brea. Turns out in those wide shots, oh, survived by one block. Wow, congratulations, Jordan. If if this were La Brea verse, if Mm -hmm. I walked up to the end of my street, I would be toes on the edge of the sinkhole. That's amazing because, like, the only thing rarer than find than a sinkhole in Los Angeles is a rent controlled apartment that you like as good as yours. (laughs) So. I'm thrilled for you. I'm I'm so like I was like wow shit close call and like there was somebody who like and, you know this is local stuff now but like there's a really delicious uh cookie shop on Wilshire called Milk Jar 
um, on, in the Miracle yeah. Mile area. And somebody replied to me on Twitter. They're like, I hope the milk jar made it. That place is great. <laughs> and then when I did, did one of the wide shots and I saw like an office complex that still made mm-hmm. it that comes before the milk jar, I was like, milk jar safe. Like my, great. yeah, the Ralph's is safe. We, oh, yeah. We lose, I don't, mm, I think we almost lose the SAG after building, but not quite. But the Marie Calendars, gone. The Marie Calendars goes. The Marie yeah. Calendar the, the is count, gone. Counter, the counter, counter is gone. The burger restaurant is gone. Baja yeah. Fresh is gone. <laughs> B- bummer. Wait, Baja Fresh is gone? Baja, Baja Fresh, is, Fresh gone. is gone. The disrespect. No! <laughs> 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 and this like this happens so fast and like they're in the other world the only family member in the car that doesn't fall through is the daughter mm-hmm. who i am blanking on her name the daughter is izzy but the, the actress is uh zira gorecki who zira zyra not entirely sure but i what i a thing that this show is it, like it seems to be very sincere about that i'm appreciating is that it's like we take diversity seriously. And it is like, we have, we have a black and brown cast. Yes, we have white leads. So it's not all progress, but the, um, like <laughs> that can always stand to improve, but like, it is very much a, this is a spectrum of yeah. color that we have in this, in this ensemble, particularly in the other side of the, in the under, in the upside down world. And also we have one gay, we have one gay couple so far. Um, we have uh, oh, that's right! I forgot about the gay couple. We have one gay couple who uh, one of them. I love the "I lost my glasses" trope, and I can't see that mm-hmm. one of the gay men has lost his glasses, and he seems to be legally blind, can't see a goddamn thing. So he's just like bumbling yeah. his way with his partner through the upside down. Um, and the actress Zira Gorecki, her character in this show, uh, is uh, does not have a leg below the knee. The knee. Yeah, uh, I believe on her left side, and that is. Zero, that is accurate to Zira Gorecki. They did not cast a fully able-bodied actress and like green screen her leg. She just yeah. is cast. She gets to be an actress. She gets to do this job. Uh, I was really excited to see that. She's doing good. I I find her compelling. She's gorgeous. Um, yeah, she's not a she's not a terrible disaster teen, which I really no. appreciate. Like through because so she her, her the mother and brother fall through the pit mm-hmm. and she survives by outrunning the slow, the suddenly much slower. Mm-hmm. Um it it paused. I was really appreciative of how the pit paused from its kind of devouring everything mm-hmm. to let her have a touching moment with her mother before she took off running. Yes. The the pit allowed for sentimentality. Yeah. It was like, hold on, let's not let's not rush to cave so quickly. Let these two have a moment here. But then, you know, but then when she links up with her dad, she's not awful. She's no. not terrible to him. She's not awful about the mom. She doesn't carry on about like she's kind of she's she you get a sense of genuine like sadness, survivor's guilt, all of that. But she's not bratty, which I really appreciated because that character could have gone bratty so quickly just based on the way that they normally play those characters. And like with the, how the quickly surviving. with how quickly this show is telling us who everyone mm-hmm. is, if she was gonna yeah. be a bratty little bitch, uh, it would have happened already. She would have yeah. come out the gate screaming as like a petulant child. But we are like even like in Volcano, like Gabby Hoffman's character kind of from the beginning is like, I'm a surly teen. And like, I don't think we're doing that with with Izzy with Zero Gorecki, which I'm really glad about. Yeah. I, I gotta hand it to uh, the son's ca- the the guy playing the son the yes. teen son there is when they get down 
Uh, they're in the upside down. It's it's mom and son. And there is, fortunately, very early on, a like yeah. fucking saber tooth cat attack or a wolf attack. There's a wolf attack. There, was, there were the dire wolves in the first episode. We so they do a nice density of of yeah. animals. We get um, dire Letting wolves you know and some sort what of you're gonna see here. Yeah, and like, and they also kind of do it in a way where it, they start out with the stuff that looks just normal enough. Yeah, that you could like that plausibly. There's no way they would know necessarily that they're in a different time because, like, okay, giant ass wolves. You're not going to really think twice about that. Um, and then also the giant like blackbirds fly out of the pit. Into yeah, the short, like which almost like really vulture. Cool. Like they, that's yeah. the first like that's the first thing we see topside of like mm-hmm. an indication that there's something that like they went somewhere in this hole because there's something that came out. Just this awesome like flock of birds flies up and you're like whoa and it is yeah. very good. It's a cool effect. It was a really it was it was cool. It was clever. Um, so yes, yeah, so we get the dire wolves at first with the teen son who conveniently. Right before they fell into the hole, Teen Sun's college crush. I'm very confused about how how old they all are. Yeah, so teenage. So the the crush is definitely in college. The crush is in college because we talk about her having been pre med and, and then, then she dropped it. But like, yeah, I think he's in high school because they're I mean, talking about like, mom, you don't have to drive us to school every morning. Maybe they're both in college and mom's driving them to school every morning. <laughs> I mean. I, it, it doesn't it, – it, there's not a whole lot of – maybe she's a pre-med high school student, you know? <laughs> maybe maybe some magnet school yeah. here in the city. So either way, teen, teen boy has a crush and she falls into the pit as well, which, you know, who among us hasn't wished they would fall into the past with somebody they have a crush on? Right, yeah, into 10,000 years ago. Yeah. And and he they they when the when the wolf storms the camp, uh, he fully snatches one guy by the throat, drags him away. But then mm-hmm. like also a wolf goes running after some people, and he like he like jumps at the sun, and it's not like he doesn't get him with the teeth. He just like kind of stabs him, I think, with his like wolf claws. And yeah. like this kid, I mean, yes, he endures like a very painful injury. Uh, the character is Josh Harris, played by Jack Martin. The Jack Martin. I don't know what directive he was given, but they gave him room to be so dramatically injured for mm-hmm. the enti- almost the entirety of episode one. Like, there's always that point in a movie, in a show, when somebody sustains, like, a grave injury where, like, there's the, oh, the griping, the yelling, and then, like, their body starts, like, shutting down. They, they, they get exhausted. They pass out, and they're just kind of sweaty in a lump, but they're in pain. This kid is grimacing and writhing every single fucking time the camera is on him he never goes into shock he is never his his body is like no we're not we're not gonna bother we're in the past we're not bothering we are not bothering his his emergency systems are not activating and he is like 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 veins bulging out of his forehead in pain Every time you see it, and it was where I was like, "This is fucking nuts!" <laughs> like, and it's you like, know, and they're like, in his he's defense, bleeding though, Jordan, out, he's losing all ever- this blood, and he's not really losing. He's like, his t-shirt's bloody, and that's like mm-hmm. it, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, Jordan, have you ever been attacked by a dire wolf? You don't know what it's like. I don't. I don't know what it's like. It's all. It could be. This could be accurate. <laughs> now, okay, wait. What? What do we think about? They like imme- like it definitely we need to get him antibiotics. Like I get that. That makes yeah. sense. Like we need to stitch this up. We need to stop the bleeding. The speed with which the infection becomes dire is like, okay, guys. It's been yeah. a few hours. And they're like, he doesn't have much time. The infection's gonna take him. It's like, 
I, I, he has not had time to go septic yet. Like this no, is, I we are really moving fast. It was, it was a very accelerated timeline. My um, God. Which like, look, I mean, the dude has been clawed in the back by a dire wolf. Yeah. We maybe don't need to act like that seems pretty serious. Yes. Yes. Um, and reasonable to go on a quest to go find the ambulance that has all the supplies. Yes. Right on board with that. Yeah. Not sure that. No, that is not really how infections generally work. Yeah, like, um, I, like get that medicine as fast. Yeah. As, like, this is a race against time. Right. But, but the, like, if the you're more pressing back, stuff is like keeping him warm, keep stopping the bleeding, not necessarily. I don't know if like having him on his back was the best choice. Right. <laughs> Given that's where the injury was, I don't know that I would continue. I mean, maybe you're putting pressure on it, but I just feel like maybe you roll him onto his stomach for that one. Um, but, you know, again, we don't know how these rules work here with no. prehistoric bacteria. Could no. be that it's a super, super strain. We don't know. Yeah, it, it could be. We, they, they could carry why, Jordan, bacteria why on would, their paws. Why would the one doctor go with them <laughs> yeah. and leave his child, leave or leave this woman's child in the hands of his teenage daughter? Well, and a thing we find out also is that not only is doctor a doctor, he was a Navy SEAL. So yes, he's no, probably he's, the most, and we meet him all like all the things. And we talked about we talked about archetypes when this starts. As yeah. soon as we like come to consciousness in the upside down, we have like the shot calling alpha of the mm-hmm. Doctor Navy Seal. We have uh, Natalie Z and her son. We have like the kindly gay couple. We have like the hard ass lady cop that no one is rooting for. Like we are getting yeah. cut personality oh, the- types. You've got the the wacky guy who has a bead on what's actually happening. You've got like, if you will, the Hurley of the situation. We have, yeah, we have the Hurley. We have the wacky guy who is so completely unrealistically high. Yes, like extremely. Is, like this is morning commute hour, and they're like, this guy is fucked up, like he's on hallucinogens, and he's hitting a vape pen. Yeah, I mean, hitting a-, a vape. People go I'm not a weed connoisseur. Yeah, I'm not a weed connoisseur, but I will say I was stoned when um, the earthquake that we recently had hit. Yeah, and I will tell you that when you experience a sudden shock, oh my God, it kind of pulls you out of it a little. It pulls you out of that zone a little. <laughs> a little. Like, I wasn't a hundred percent like I could, you know, do complex mathematics, but like. <laughs> yeah. I definitely went from reclining on my sofa having just watched Ted Lasso to sitting upright and being like, okay, what was that? Let me do some math real quick of like, what are we yeah. dealing with? How far away was that? What yeah. do I think this is? Do I need to panic? Like, do I need to panic? And this guy, like the minute and then we, was, yeah, the no, minute he was, we meet him, he's like sitting on a bench giggling. It's like he it's it's like he's been been given um what is that, nitrous oxide? Like yeah, he's yeah. just like like uncontrollably laughing to the point where it's like i don't think i've ever seen a person stoned like that honestly in real life i don't think i've seen a single friend that kind of stone where it was like hey guys we really need to sell that he's stoned so let's have him be unrealistically giggly again from hitting a vape vape pen. pen yeah people smoke these things on their fucking breaks at work they go out yeah they hit the vape. They go back to work. They're straight. Like it is. It was just like, what is in? Like, is this just hash? Like, what is in this vape pen? He was, yeah. And and there was a little moment. Where I think he does. He is like, well, this is a dream. I'm gonna wake up from it. And I was like, okay, well, that, yeah, like, yeah, I would kind of maybe, but 
Also, so whenever people have that response when they're in movies and they're like, oh, it's a dream. None of this is real. Whenever I'm in a dream, I don't know about you, Jordan, but anytime I'm a dream and I have pretty lucid dreams, so mm. even when I'm in a dream and aware it's a dream, I'm still fucking panicking. Yeah. Like you- if I were in a dream where I had fallen through the earth into into a hole of some sort and I have no idea where I am. Yeah. I'd be freaking the fuck out. There's never been, I don't, whatever, whatever dream life I have, like I don't remember Mm -hmm. it. Like I would say that like, I don't really ever dream. If I do, I'm not recording it. Like I can't recall it. I have not once in my life in the state of, I, and I've like, I've never really, I don't think done the lucid dreaming thing where like I suddenly like can gain autonomy, yeah. but like never ever in any kind of bad dream or stressful dream have I ever been able to, or, or had a moment of like, it's a dream, wake up. It's a dream, wake up. Never, no. never. So the idea that this is a thing, like you, like you said, like this is, this is a trope that people do where they're like, you're dreaming, wake up. You're dreaming, wake up. is like, who fucking does that? No, who truly never. ever does that? Never once in a dream, like I've, I, so one of the weird things about Cymbalta is that I do have really vivid dreams Ah. and it's, I actually have hit a point where like there's certain things that are reoccurring. Like there's, I have like a dream second apartment in New York. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like I can draw a layout for you where like I've had repeated dreams and it's gotten to the point where now when I have dreams where I'm in this apartment in New York, instead of panicking about like, oh God, hold on, wait, why am I in New York? I, my job is in LA. Instead of panicking, I'm like, oh, I'm in the dream apartment. I'm in the dream apartment. Okay. Yeah, and then I have whatever weird ass fucking dream is going to take place there and experience all the same anxieties and horrors of it while also being like, I'm in the dream apartment. Right. Wow, they've really fixed it up since last time. Right. Like, wow, my subconscious has been hard at work in here. Yeah. With the 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 subcontractor. Yeah. There's like, there's been an ongoing thing of like, uh, there was a, an issue with, they were redoing the facade of the building in my (laughs) dream apartment. I am dead serious about this. And then in in a subsequent dream, I was like, oh. Cool, all the scaffolding's gone from my dream apartment. You're like, oh, that was really an eyesore. Thank God yeah. they finally got that. No, it's together. it's on it's on 52nd Street between I think Fifth and Sixth Avenue. Wow, that is like so it's really specific. specific. Yeah, yeah, no, now, it's super specific. Just out of curiosity, do you do you know that because like you observe the apartment from the outside, or is it just like a thing that you know in the hardwiring of this apartment of like in your brain you just know that that's where it's at. I, I know that's where it's at. Okay. And I think in my dreams, I have, t- I have taken cabs there before. Oh, my God. In the dreams, I've had to take cabs back to my dream apartment. Uh, there's wow. an H&M on the ground floor. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like I, I'm t- – this is why it's it's almost it's almost the point where I'm like, oh, I'm seeing into an alternate no, – like there's what's an alternate happening universe. is you are, you are the alcoholic veteran husband yeah, in I'm seeing La Brea. F- that is you what it is. You are seeing – into an alternate timeline where there's a life happening and you're like being yeah. John Malkoviching in. Because yeah. what we learn about what we learn about the the, the, um, the husband veteran was, husband. His former former military. Yeah, he was he was a pilot. Um and he's been having like years ago there was this he was like a remarkable pilot, legendary. Well, there was this inexplicable accident where he crashed his plane because while he was flying, he had this weird blackout where he started what he thought was hallucinating. And the doctors were like, oh, it's a concussion. And he's like, yeah, you're right. It's a concussion. Ha ha. And then he was like, except I saw the vision before the crash. And then so for years, he's been told these things aren't real. It's your mind mm-hmm. tricks on you. So like science has been unintentionally gaslighting him, trying to help him. The visions don't get better. So he drinks. Uh, the marriage has fallen apart. He's not an accountable father or husband. But what he realizes when the pit opens up is that he starts 
this place that he's been seeing in his visions, all these trees and this mm-hmm. like he says like he can like grass and clean air. Yeah, he can like feel the wind on his skin when he has these mm-hmm. visions. He suddenly starts seeing his wife there and his daughter. I mean, and his son. And so he starts thinking quite quickly, does he put these pieces together? Though they're fucking alive because I'm seeing them and uh, that must mean that they're in a place that exists because I'm piped into this place mentally and it turns out all the doctors were wrong and I have a window into another time. And in fact, he is correct. Right, and thrilled that they didn't waste any time on that. Like, this could have been an episode three revelation. Yep. And instead, they figure that shit out within – he puts those pieces together within minutes, and by the end of it – He is ready to approach the the secretary of DHS, Department Mm -hmm. of Homeland Security, to be like, Madam Secretary, Madam Secretary – I'm seeing visions of the world where these people are alive because they fell through the pit and I see them. And I know that because you flew a drone down there to observe it. And is this the tail number on your drone? And they're all like, this is not even a half an hour in. Yeah. And and then by the by the end of it, he has located the rock by which his wife fell. Yeah. Because he recognizes it. Um, mm-hmm. And it has a, a red handprint on it. And he goes and finds the rock. Yes. Which, by the way, not located in this mo- in this episode any or in the geography of this world anywhere no, near La Brea, no. which is very confusing. Because, but whatever, yeah. fine. They're Let's only go on, they're only on foot in upside down world La Brea. And yeah. the, he like fully drives to the wilderness. He hooks it to like it seems like it's up on Mulholland somewhere, was what I assumed. And, and yeah, he's like he's like up in the hills. Like you see a cityscape in the distance in such a mm-hmm. way that he would have to be at an elevated position. He's like out in natural terrain. He's like, I'm gonna dig next to the this rock I saw my hallucination that I recognized from a family trip we took and this rock was in the background of a picture of me and my wife and he starts digging around the rock and he, and then finds, he finds finds where the ring came off but it, again I don't think they could have traversed that far because it's not even been a fucking day they no. could not have traversed that far to reach that rock moving on foot the way they were no no, no that she so the the kind of Topography, the way that they're scattered is very like lost esque in the sense yeah. that everyone's like spread about, but in a fairly small vicinity. Yeah. So no, absolutely not. But also like it doesn't make sense because there's no way it could have been uplifted that much in the ten thousand years since the ring was deposited. Whatever, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. None of it means anything. None he of it means hallucina- anything. <laughs> he has hallucinations from the t- thing that happened in the Mojave, and we yeah. just, we just keep hearing the term Mojave event. Yeah, the, the Mojave, Mojave event. event. Um, and it turns out was, the Mojave event was linked mm-hmm. to the initial plane crash and his initial instance yeah. of having visions. So, ladies and gentlemen, we may be entering on the La Brea sinkhole, but guess what? This didn't all start with the La Brea sinkhole. No, this started with the Mojave. In something Which is that, like, not as sexy as the La Brea sinkhole, but sure. And nobody, like, the, the, the event, the Mojave event is referenced by, like, national security people. But it's interesting to me that, like, because we get little snippets, skip, uh, snippets mm-hmm. of news reports. Nobody mentions in the media this strangely parallel event that happened two or three years ago in the Mojave Desert where an unprecedentedly large sinkhole suddenly opened up. Well, that, and like, I get that, that it's I the Mojave buy. Desert. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not like totally hung up on it, but I was like, feels like someone would have mentioned this. Mojave is really big. There's a lot of there's a lot of land that you don't even like. Mojave is huge. There's a lot of it's you're dealing with like Death Valley. It's basically the entire drive from L.A. to Vegas and then Jesus. north up to. It's like LA to Vegas and then north basically up to sort of um what's the word I want? Like fucking track. not Tahoe, but a little bit further south than Tahoe. Like it's mm-hmm. a big chunk of of eastern California. 
fully believe that a two mile long sinkhole opens up. Oh my God. You can cover it up with the media. Like you can cover <laughs> that one up. But and, yeah, and so he like he re- his daughter's doubting him. His sister, played by Ioni Sky, fabulously, are yeah, like just she you're just seeing visions. In. Dad, it's okay. Listen, they're gone. Accept it. Like people, it is incredible in this show how quickly people tell people to just move on from yeah. an inexplicable like massive loss of life a, event yeah a devastating what what is a devastating mass death event it and is everyone's like same, it's been six hours why are you still sad about this same day and dad is like i i know i recognize this rock i know i recognize it and he's rifling through family photos and the daughter's like they're gone dad accept it it's like why have you accepted it it just happened at breakfast like why are you (laughs) accepting this and then like when the husband goes to chase down the like the secretary of dhs like there's one security guard stopping him there's yes one security guard stopping him from entering a very top secret like security installation and he's just like sir you've gotta move on it's like the hole is still smoking. Nobody needs to move on yet. It, it, it This is acceptable. If people are being not even irrationally upset at this point, they're immediately in the throes of denial and grief. What the yeah. hell? No, this, I mean, like, there hasn't even been enough time for conspiracy theories to start not yet, guys. even. To, that, that people can use to synthesize and process their grief. Like, we're it's, still no, in the phase exactly of- exactly right. Yeah. No, there's not been enough time. But again, everyone is moving at the speed of at the speed of the plot. And I I, I mean, loved like, seeing the DHS secretary just like exit that one tent. And she like starts walking and like meets up with another guy who like knows knows more than anybody is aware actually of. actually happening. And yeah. again, no detail around them. No security, no, no bodyguards, no, there's nobody around these people. Like, I feel like whenever you see these people moving around in a, in like a disaster situation like this, you see like government officials on site of like a FEMA disaster zone. It's 30 fucking people in khakis and white button downs with their sleeves rolled up, like talking to people and glad handing and like consoling. Yeah. And it is just one madam secretary in a power suit. Nobody, nobody else on the detail. Extras in this cost environment a lot of money. that they Extras know cost is a, a lot of money in Australia, Jordan. <laughs> in this environment that is a yeah. huge security risk because as we will come to learn quickly, like DHS lady and like other government guy, they are fully aware of the Mojave event. They know that there's something in that light that they're not sure about. They've wanted to go explore, but they can't quite get the government go ahead to do it. But now they're like scheming to take a recon mission down in that hole because they know it leads somewhere and they know that there's probably something on either side. But of course, mm-hmm. they're not telling anybody out there. Just like, oh, no, everyone's dead. Yeah. No, they're they're they've got we've got a good little government conspiracy going. This yeah, this show has everything you could possibly want from the <laughs> chaos. It, immediately, uh, immediately, it, immediately. I mean, we haven't even touched. So we've got a government conspiracy. We've got a broken family. We've got a mm-hmm. uh, Navy SEAL backslash doctor who yep. is very clearly going to become the third point to a love triangle yep. involving Natalie Z and her husband. Yes. Um, we've got. A we've got mysterious we've got a young repetitive, love. We've got a crush we've, developing. We've got a crush. We've got a mysterious hand motif that we we have yet to explain because you've yep. got like the red hand on the on the rock. 
and then, we have um, a local population yeah. that we have been that we have been given a little hint at by a man wearing a very like brushed and primped fur coat. Yeah, not a, not a pelt fur coat. <laughs> that's like the 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 good thing I with the good like thing. straight so, up embroidered neatly yeah. embroidered hand insignia on the back. So the one thing, because I had a an initial moment of concern about the show because I was like, well, this is going to be real tricky to thread because of the fact that like 10,000 years ago, California was very settled. There were established populations of people. Right. There, uh, Los Angeles is Tongva land. Um, mm -hmm. Like this is... We have an indigenous people here who right. were thriving. And in fact, there's like a whole issue. There's there's the La Brea woman who's like what's called the world's oldest murder, right. murder victim. Right. And it's this woman who um her bones were found in the in the La Brea tar pits mm -hmm. and she had very clearly been struck in the head with something and yeah, murdered. yeah, yeah, yeah. And her body disposed of because if there's one thing humanity has been doing since the dawn of time, it's killing, killing women. women. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> And there's a whole issue of like they won't display the bones because basically they want to keep them kind of quiet because mm. otherwise they might have to return the bones to uh, like their ancestral yeah. people yeah. for proper burial. And scientists are like, but we really want to keep studying them. Right. Like, we like, mm -hmm. like scientists like our things. And unfortunately, sometimes people's remains are our things. Yeah. So they sure become them. Yeah. So um, I was moderately concerned about like the degree of delicacy which with they were going to approach all Great of those point. nuances. Great point. And I think they're going to circumvent that entirely by the fact mm. that this is going to be some weird cult that exists of white people that it exists. Seems, yeah, it seemed like a white person. I think it's like going to be a weird white person cult. Is yeah, what it I think seemed like a get. scary white person. And yeah. like, it's interesting thinking of that, like the idea of sidestepping that because you're talking about like a very real and historically documented thing, like with the La Brea woman, they're like, eh, nah, dance around that. But then like, then they do, they do drop in historical bits. Like when like druggy guy, uh, uh, when guy who when, when Hurley yeah. kind of starts like coming around to the world a little bit, like he he sees a big tar pit and he sees a herd of camels running at it, and he's like, oh my god, no fuck, they're gonna run into the tar. He runs in and like heads them off, and he's like, get out of here, turn around, go back where it's safe. And then he starts explaining to the person that he's with, he's like, that there were, oh my god, like we are in Los Angeles. Like, this is the Tar Pits. He's like, I work at the Tar Pits Museum. Like, I'm a, I don't remember he's like a botany student. Like, I forget what his specialization yeah, no, is. He, yeah. And, and he, he's, uh, he's a docent there. And he, and he was saying like, he's like, yeah, a couple of years ago, it was a huge find. They discovered the bones of like a group of camels in the Tar Pits. It like the La Brea Tar Pits, like grounds here in the city. And they found what they like believed to be the remains of eight camels and he sees these eight camels where he starts putting the things he starts putting the, the connections together and so they are invoking actual mm -hmm. historical discoveries yeah. linked to this tar pits area in so order I to would, tell this story but they uh might just go with the creepy white person cult in this case yeah i would definitely have at that point turned to him and been like um but what makes you think that the camels don't just always run at the tar Right, like, like, right. Like, there is that aspect of it. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, you're totally right. I get it. I'm following that. Like, oh my god, they found the camels in the tar, but I don't yeah. think it was these specific camels. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe camels are just stupid yeah. and move in herds, and sometimes the herds of camels just run into the tar pits. Sometimes they just run into the tar. Yeah, like it, historically, tar tricky yeah. that way. 
Point of unbelievability, by the way, if anybody has ever visited La Brea Tar Pits, you know that if you're just walking around on those grounds, none of these people wound up with tar on their feet. Yep. And, and it's like that, that is that dotting, is a dotting the landscape of the La Brea Tar Pits park grounds around here. You'll see mm-hmm. like they put these neon yellow cones out that say goo on the yeah. side of them that are adorable. And because when tar starts bubbling up at parts where it's just these are just areas where you sit. These are just mm-hmm. fields that people it's can like sit the in. the grass or yeah, if you're grass. walking like if you're going to your parking meter sometimes on, yeah. the, on the sidewalk outside uh, on 6th Street, you'll be like going to your parking meter and all of a sudden you'll be like, oh shit, I just stepped in tar. That's up. Yeah, like there is like across the street from the main entrance of the Liberia Tarpits, the one with the sign that says Liberia Tarpits, and it has like the the deco like big cat that sits on the like the, the sculpture above it. And right across the street from that entrance, right on the corner, that that is like regularly overwhelmed with a bubbling up of tar that comes through the concrete. And I haven't seen it in a while, but like they fully cover the sidewalk sidewalk in cat litter and like try and stop this tar from oozing out and one time they had to like close down the entire corner because there was it was just so much coming through it is an active geological zone geothermal I do want to, you know, we're just as a as a point of reference. We are calling it tar colloquially, but it is oh. technically asphalt. Oh, okay. But asphalt. I'm never going to use the term asphalt. I'm always going to call it tar because in uh-huh. my head it's the tar pits. Mm-hmm. Um, but asphalt it is technically pits does asphalt. Not have a ring. It's not as catchy. Uh-uh. But yeah, so the camel, the herd of camels, which again, nice little moment there that we get right. of, of good little CGI aspect. Yeah, give us give us that. That fun weirdness of animals. I want to see some mammoths. I want to see a giant sloth, but I'll take a herd of camels. Oh, yeah. We better get a giant sloth. I want them to ride a giant sloth. There are giant sloth statues in the park as just like evidence of like, Mm -hmm. here's some of the wildlife that existed around this area. So we better get giant fucking sloths. Yeah. They're so cool. Giant sloths are huge. I I feel a sadness that we Mm -hmm. don't have like those kinds of super mammals anymore. Yeah, that's actually so it's like as much as I love bummer. it's such a bummer. As much as I love dinosaurs, my favorite my favorite prehistoric animals might be megafauna because they're so fucking wild. Like it's, it's just so cool. They're so cool. And the fact that they existed alongside humanity and like alongside humans that we were just like roaming around and then there'd just be a giant sloth. Yeah. I mean, like people who live in the north and get moose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the weirdness, like the the disconnect my brain has about the sheer size of a moose. And yeah, you, you when you know, occasionally you get a moose video floating around on Twitter, and every time it is shocking. It is shocking to witness the scope of these fucking animals. They're like I, would, they, I just so, can't compute it. I so when I was dating Dean, I was dating a and guy like who was practically Isra- pests in cities like Anchorage because yeah, there's they're so just, many of they're them. An, they're a nuisance. I was dating a guy who was Israeli, and we were in a bar, and there was a big moose head on the wall. And I remarked to him, I was like, it's so weird how that's really the size. And he's like, no, that's not. And I was like, no, no, no. It's just wild to me. That is actually the size of a moose. And he had never really – he'd never seen one and he just right. didn't believe me. And so I started just pulling up moose videos. He fully didn't believe you? He thought – he was like, that's not really – he's like, no, that's bigger than it actually. Like, that's not a real moose size. I'm like, they're not deer-sized. You don't nope. understand. Moose are huge. And, and I started pulling up videos. is that they're similar enough to like yeah. an elk – that it's like, no, 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 I know what these things are like. It's like, no, no, nope. entirely separate category of scale. 
Yeah. And it's not like it's with a gir- like giraffes are weird, but giraffes look alien. Like giraffes, you can look at and go, that's, that's not normal. Yeah. And elephants, like they're built like a tank. You can process it. Yeah. But a moose is like if someone took a thing you knew and yep. just made it much larger. Uh, yeah. And, and crazier. I, Cartoon, and like cra- cartoonish yeah. looking. Fucking bananas animal. <laughs> you know they can you know they can swim underwater, right? Underwater? Like, yeah, they can swim underwater. They can like hold their breath and swim underwater. I did not know that moose yeah, had no, that skill. They are on the, like orcas. I think their only natural predator is an orca. Oh my god. Like it's something it's something crazy like that. Like that's orca, their, their possibly main possibly the deadliest animal on the entire planet. Yeah, no, orcas are terrible. Orcas are the scariest animal, as far as I'm concerned, they're raptors. They're like slick raptors. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. no, it, they're 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 gorgeous showpiece, deadly animals. Yeah, but uh, but moose, fucking moose. So yeah, I I mean sloth burrows, giant sloth burrows that they find that are like ten feet across. Like, give me, I want that, that is in this so show. Cool. I yeah, we better you know again as long as this yeah. thing lasts, we better get things like that in this show. I and, see, but I have full faith that they're giving us the density of it. That I think we're gonna get it. By the end of the second episode, we're talking about speed here, guys. By the end of the second episode, they have already unveiled a secretly constructed specialty aircraft to fly down into, like, the time rift hole and have already decided that dad with the visions is going to be the man to pilot it. And they're like, we don't need any further evaluation. Seems legit. You're going to be the guy who's going to get us down there and show us how to find the survivors. This is the end of episode Two. It is so. I mean, like, it's like we're. It's like we're watching a mini series event. It's like the five part special La Brea. Well, I mean, it's like it's like with even with what's it called the core, like where where Braz is has been working on this prototype for decades. Yeah, he's still like when they're like, how much would it cost to make it? And he's like, a billion dollars, two billion dollars in six months. They're like, can you take a check? And we need in three. this they're just ready in that to go. movie. That is a movie. That is a yeah. we have two hours to do this, and we still whole get thing. the montage. And this is just they have it ready. They've got it in a hangar, hanging out at Santa Monica Airport, presumably. Yep. I mean, I would just ready to fucking go, ready to go, ready to go. And, and well, we found the man to fly it. You know, yeah, okay. And, and with no hesitation of like, well, we, which by the way, very what a lucky thing that he happens to also know how to fly, so that they don't have to train him. Yeah, there's no there's no additional training required for this thing he's never seen before, seemingly. No, and so he's I mean, he's going to go in and he's going to do it, but it it was really wild how quickly it all moves from start to finish. But the fact that we got the reveal of the plane in the second episode, I'm just I was like, "Hope Okay. Yeah. Wow. You I guys, guess you guys are bracing for cancellation just as much as I am. Uh, no, seriously. They were like, we're going to put together an entire show in five episodes just in case. Like, we're ready I really to appreciate go it. for a front half of a, like a, a full half season. Um, But just in case there's a dire decision made, we're ready to like have an ending mm-hmm. in, in four to five. And as, as somebody whose heart is still broken from never knowing what will ever happen with Surface after the first season, to the point where I look regularly to see if the guys who created the show are on Twitter to bug them, and they're not because <laughs> they have the good sense to stay away from me. Right. Um, yeah, I appreciate how quickly they are just chewing through plot, but this is the Riverdale of sci-fi shows. I feel like my excuse me, my favorite um like plot, like my favorite tease so far is the fundamentalist christians oh, we haven't even brought them up yet the like, sisters there's there's like a, a sister pair 
and their dad is the one that gets dragged off by the wolf. So we immediately lose him. And then she's like, I need to bury my dad in accordance with God's mandate. And so like, can you watch my sister for me? And it's just like asking strangers to watch her sister who she doesn't speak. And so, and she's like kind of shifty, but you're also like, well, she's grieving. So maybe it's that, but then you, you quickly learn that she's like with someone with something to hide. And like, she gets like the she the christian older girl asks the cop like can you watch her the cop's like uh sure i guess but i'm busy then she immediately pawns her off in the gay couple who actually takes care of her and like again girl's not talking every time we cut back to the sister who's with the hurley who's vaping and saving camels they find her dismembered like dad in, in the like some hands yeah in some like a ritual circle that is like built in the insignia of this hand like the same image we saw painted on the rock that we saw on the back of that guy's fur coat and, and also on every body glove swimsuit yes it is that it's the <laughs> it mud the body hand. glove hand it's the mud hand Mm-hmm. Like the mud jeans. I love that yeah. tiny hand. It's hilarious yeah. to me. It's it's Wils it's Wilson. It's Wilson. It is Wilson. It's Wilson. Oh my they- god, what if they're oh my god, Jordan, I've got it. I figured out the whole show. Okay, what you is ready? It? Yeah, here we go. It's going on record. You ready? Okay. Wilson, the volleyball is probably in the museum that okay. fell through the hole. And this and has happened multiple now? times, and he's their god now. Mm, okay, okay. I actually, that would be so <laughs> fucking be good. So into it. That would be, if it was like this <laughs> big, dark reveal, and we see Wilson, Wilson like, up on a pedestal. And like people prostrating themselves <laughs> in prayer in their Making embroidered sacrifices. fur coats. And it's just a bunch of fucking crazy white people. Oh my God. That, I mean, da- we dare we dare not dream of something so incredible. Like this show has gone silly already, but like lean in. Give me Pretty Give Little me. Liars season seven in episode three of season one. <laughs> like give me Wilson the Overlord. Give me secret twins. Give me, give me yeah. zealot incest. Like, oh my yeah, God. Jordan, so yeah, I did cut you off on that, that you, you did predict your, your text prediction that you sent was yeah. that sister older sister is also the mother of the ch- of the child i there was just some weird vibe there where I, like it like because dad gets snatched yeah uh older sister comes back and like gets her young like older girl comes back gets her younger sister like the the gays have given her like a phone with a bunch of videos downloaded on it from youtube so mm-hmm. she can like watch something fun and you can tell mom like sister is not happy about that she's like yeah we don't really watch videos in our house and we already know she's really jesusy or whatever her god is maybe mm-hmm. she's like a future version of the past like cult that got like yeah. created by these oh my zealots. god yeah and like she's somehow connected because and like, they were she- going to go pray at the museum at the statue of wilson <laughs> at the statue of fucking wilson they have wilson replicas in their home mm-hmm. and they on an altar and because like they talk about like she needs to bury her dad in like in accordance with in like accordance god's, with god's will law, yeah with god's will but when she like comes back to get the sister she's like they didn't ask you anything about did they ask you anything about yourself what did what did they do what did they do and then suddenly the little girl who can't talk pipes up and she's like because the older girl is like they wouldn't understand us and it's like you know, they can ask, like, 
how are you without being like, so what cult do you belong to? Like, it's not a <laughs> foregone conclusion that small talk leads to divulging unless you're talking to me. Absolutely everything about like your host dreams, fears and personal life. Like, I'll do that. But like, yeah. uh, like this assumption that like everybody is immediately engaging at an extremely high emotional level. She's like, they wouldn't understand us. And the little girl finally answers. She's like, I know. I didn't say anything. And you're like, okay, well, this sounds like a little not Christian. Like that's its own kind of cult. But like, yeah. this sounds like they wouldn't understand. Isn't just like saying we live by the good book. Like there's a different kind of religion. It's, it's a weird intensity to it. That yeah, is there's very like a, inexplicable. And she says like, like when their dad, like obviously their dad's dead. They're upset about it. But also she's like, my father did everything for us. This was the least, and he died protecting me. It's like, what do you mean everything? Like, what is what are the tenets that you're living by? Like, my father, like, are you mandated to live at home? Like, are you under the, the control of God the Father your entire life? Like, what do you mean he did everything for you? And then when she's like, she little girl's like looking really shameful because she watched these videos. She's like, honey, it's okay, sweetie, it's okay. The way she like calls her honey yeah. and hugs her and like kisses her head, I was like, you're her mom or something. It felt very maternal. It was, yeah, it was like, it was a weird... Are you, are you her mom and her sister? Or are you like a sister wife? Or is this the child other bride of the guy that died who was maybe your father husband who's fucking you and a kid? Like, what's going on? I mean, what okay. like What like big love, like LDS, like traditionalist orthodox roman grant shit are we talking about here yeah i mean i think that i think that you know sister daughter wife yeah. is gonna be unlikely for an nbc you know primetime right. show yeah yeah i don't think we're going to get that but the vibes are super weird they're weird and the most important thing to know about every single character on this show except for the main family yeah. Is that they all have a dark secret. Oh, got it. Everybody yeah. except for Natalie Z and her son have a dark secret that has yet to be revealed or that has been hinted at. Like Lady Whatever Cop, it is she's running from on those 10-mile yeah. jaunts in the morning. She's just got emotional dark secrets. But like Lady Cop is looking for her son who is running heroin. We get and an by the way, the heroin. We get the incredible reveal of Sun in the part, like, we were watching, like, she finds a car, she goes to check the back, she's like, oh, phew, the heroine's still here, and you're like, oh my god, there's hair, like, someone get rid of the heroin immediately. We need to not have heroin addiction be part of this story. And, like, again, in the way that characters are, like, immediately accountable to each other in ways, like, they've Mm -hmm. established a tribe ages ago, like, this guy comes out of the woods when Natalie Z and company are coming back from the ambulance to administer, like, medicine and treatment to her son. They're, like, coming out of the woods, and a guy pops out to, well, Navy SEAL cop guy, Navy SEAL doctor guy has a fall, severely injured, guy is carrying him out of the woods, somebody shows up and is like, let me help you, and immediately, Natalie Z's, like, what are you doing out here? It's like, you're all out here, Natalie Z. You're yeah. literally all, out where? You're all out here. What do you even, what does that mean? And why can't he be out in the woods? Who knows but where he fucking you, woke up? What are you doing out here, Natalie Z? He's <laughs> probably you, looking for, doing? he is also doing what you are doing probably, which is going to look for shit. Like the way that she like, immediately you, is like, be suspicious. Yeah. It's like, guys, we just got here. Yeah. And then, and then they, they, well, like Natalie Z gets back first because 
uh, injured doctor is back behind with guy who was going to take his own life who thinks he knows everything about Natalie Z. And that guy's like, don't worry, I'll carry him. And the doctor's like, you've got to go save your son. He's like telling her, like, you've got to yeah, go save your son. He sends, yeah, he's she's originally going to stop and help. Yeah. And he's like, no, just don't worry about it. Yeah. And he's like, he's running out of time. And it's like, well, I think he only got hurt 12 hours ago. This seems really fast, but okay. And so then Natalie Z gets back to like administer medical help to her son. And the doctor's daughter, who her son is already crushing on, the doctor's daughter is like, why did you leave him? What do you mean you left him? And Natalie Z's like, I had no choice. And she's like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. And it's like, Natalie, her son is, by the rules of this show, her son is on death's door. Yeah. He is expiring. What, like, I get that you can be mad about her not helping your dad, but also the idea that you wouldn't understand why she came back is like, Calm the fuck down. I honestly was surprised that she didn't. Down. I was surprised she didn't say you left him just like you left your husband. Given the level of exposition we were getting from all completely. these characters, familiarity, completely. it was completely. It was. It could have been on that level so quickly. I was. I was actually surprised we didn't get that. And Na- Natalie could have been like, "What are you talking about?" She could have been like, "Your son told me everything. Like mm-hmm. the drinking, the hallucinations." It would have been like we are in halfway through episode two. This yeah. is wildly familiar. It is. It was. It's so great. I was. I was so wildly amused by how quickly everyone was moving and how intense everyone was about it's everything. So intense. And again, so like intense. when that when they got like, "What are you doing in the woods?" It's like literally, "What are any of you doing here?" And then also, he gets back. He goes to check his trunk for the heroin or something, mm-hmm. and he sees the cop. And the cop's been looking for like a guy about six feet tall. He's in a hoodie, and like she finally finds him. And there's mm-hmm. like a face off. He's like, have- "I thought you were in Louisiana," and she like came to LA to get to him and then there's like they have this tense exchange and he says it's like da 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 and then I I like there's this beat pause and I just looked at the screen and I just went mom and he goes mom, mom. and I was like you knew yeah, it you knew it you even knew though it. she is 10 years older than that actor there's, oh yeah they look like peers but she is his mother <laughs> and she has traveled from Louisiana to stop him from having his heroin deal go down yeah and uh, she's but she's like, we're also, in the upside she's down but she's in the upside down, but way. I'm still going to focus on the drug crime right now. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, I think it's pretty, she could just take all of the drugs and throw them into the tar pits. Problem solved. Yes. Somebody needs to throw the heroin in the tar pits. That would, that, that is the solution, which would have solved a lot of problems, including the fact that there's a lot of lost analogies there again. Yes. Um, but I, but she's also, this, this show did say all cops are bastards because yeah. she does try to screw over everybody by stealing bottles she of water. She immediately starts hoarding food. She's yeah. the one who's like, like Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL doctor is like, everybody we need to like, we need to like get an inventory of all of our resources. We need water, food, shelter in that order. Bring everything here, put it in the middle so we can, d- d- you know, divvy it up among everybody. And she goes, and we split everything we find, right? And he's like, definitely. And then she immediately starts hoarding food. She's just going to go, she goes and put stashes her pallet of water bottles off in a corner. Yeah, she's stealing protein which, bars, man. Yeah, which is not going to work out well for you. Like what, I'm, I appreciate the, the shiftiness of this cop, but also immediately is, people are going to, you're going to have to hang out around camp, ma'am. Like <laughs> yeah. this is the wild. You have just the seen wild. a, you've just seen wolves take down people. Yeah. You're not <laughs> yeah. walking around alone out here. Yep. There's yep. always You're going to run out of bullets eventually. Yeah. And we get like, I'm so curious to find out what like, uh, you know, presumptuous, presumptuous British man 
um, who went on the, mm-hmm. the journey with Natalie Z and the doctor because he yeah. keeps like he keeps gripping his side and coughing like he's not well. Yeah, and no, then, he's he's got probably TV cancer. And, I also and, think and that the, he's well, the doctor's from, like, what's wrong? Like, I, I, you know, what's going on? Like, how long you been, you know, how long you been sick? And he seems to intuit that the guy has cancer. He's like, I'm not sick. I'm fine. But not it was only, the way he said it was in this way of like, no, but then what, what is it? Like, I, I kind of think you aren't sick, but like, what are what's going on? And he's like, and he's like, listen, I've like seen it a hundred times before. Like, it's okay. And the guy's like, I'm not sick. I'm fine. It's like, what's the deal? Yeah. And so you're going with TV cancer? I think he's got TV cancer, but I also think that he has been there longer. I don't think that he landed with the rest of them. Ah, ooh, good point. Yeah, I think that he's – I think that's why he was going to kill himself when she came upon him in the woods Mm. because I think he's been there for a while and is like there's no escape and I'm going to die painfully. So instead I'm just going to take – like I'm just going to end it now. Uh Uh-huh. That is my suspicion. I think that we're going to learn because like – I think that that's what we're going to – which he was a little too clean maybe to have – he didn't look like a man who had been spending his life in 10,000 BC. But yeah, I think that's what we're going to find out. I – and, and you know, I'm I I'm so – like if this much happened in episode two where they just like we're going to super front load it to be mm-hmm. like we're going to captivate you with two episodes and like maybe we'll pump the brakes in episode three. I'm so curious to see – if we continue at the pace that we're on for episodes three and four. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited that once we're done ro- rec- recording, hopefully it'll be up on Hulu by the time we're done recording. Oh, yeah. I'll be, I mean, technically it's airing right now, but uh, there is a Dodger game that is more pressing. Oh, um, welcome to the postseason. Yeah. So I guess, Jordan, if that's everything we have to talk about with the reality index, does that bring us into talking about if folks love movies? Yeah, yeah, absolutely it does. Uh, and so, so yeah. folks, do you love movies, the good ones, even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki might be the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their lives to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us who go to the movies by ourselves to comfy sweatshirts and aprons commemorating historic events like the night Florence Pugh made marmalade. They even carry enamel pins of some of your favorite directors like Hayao Miyazaki and Guillermo del Toro. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to your favorite movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships using compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code DISASTERDIVA. That's all caps, no spaces, DISASTERDIVA at checkout. Uh, if the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. They just did their uh, like big around Halloween drop, the Super Yaki and Friends release. A bunch of stuff was snatched up and sold out. I'm pretty sure the I liked Mike Flanagan's Dr. Sleep is gone for example, but they have uh, other collaborations they've been doing, including like a tribute to Final Girls and the Haunted Houses of Horror. A ton of stuff went up online. They don't know what they will be restocking yet and what they won't. So go pour over those wares. There has been, I can confirm, a restock of the Justice for Jennifer's Body apparel, of which I am a proud owner of all of it. And I, uh, if you love Jennifer Check as much as I do, I highly recommend you jump on that. So yes, superyaki.com. Criterion Criterion Criterion. Collection certified Jennifer Check. channel now playing Jennifer's Body in this month of October. They have put it on the service. Friends, we are one step closer to an official Criterion release. And I am telling you, and I am 
demanding of you that if I do not get that Criterion essay assigned to me for Jennifer's body, we fucking riot. Oh, no, we're burning down the Criterion collection. We ride at dawn and we do not come back until it is scorched earth because – this is important. <laughs> no, I personally will be calling Mr. Collection yeah. to emphasize how important it and is that I you are call the foremost Mr. Scholar. Criterion, and yeah. we will come at them from all sides. Um, yeah. And I believe Superyaki backs me on this. So, oh yeah. Well, so Jordan, it's hard to say what to, to say what a show is really about when we're only two episodes in. At this point, I mean, it's it's about literally everything. So far, it's about about literally everything. We've got we've got fundamentalists. Mm -hmm. We've got perhaps pagan tribes. We've Mm -hmm. got a broken family. We've got uh, the the only like truly nice people seem to be the queer couple. Hopefully, they get dimension and they aren't just the the kindly queers in the in the show. We have got like you said, government corruption. Mm -hmm. We have got. Um, you know, the family bonds of love stretching across time and space. Uh, it, it's it's everything. We have got a fucking kitchen sink in here. Yeah. I will say I do think that the tar is a metaphor mm. um, for our secrets, which drag us down. That is not – that is definitely true. That's yeah. definitely part of what's going on here. The yeah. tar of our secrets. The tar, the tar of our secrets. And I would, I would say that maybe – Natalie Z is the mother elephant being sucked down. Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got, we've got, you know, Izzy screaming from the edge, Mm -hmm. begging with 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 her 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 other parent who did not do a sufficient job protecting the the mother. No. So I, I for one, that's where my where my suspicion lies is that the tar is a metaphor for our secrets. Um, and the things that we keep from each other and from ourselves that will drag us down into the pits of hell and devour us. Yeah, I think regardless of what else we can add on top of that, that's definitely going to stay yeah. true. Yeah. Would you do any fantasy casting? Like, how are you feeling about this cast so far? So far, I'm I'm willing to like I'm I'm I want to see how much I grow to love them or how yeah. much I want to discard. I'm all in for Natalie Z. I I I I just think she's excellent. She always understands the assignment. Um mm-hmm. I'm and I'm hyped on Zira Gorecki. I yeah. I I I that is it's great to see a demonstration of like, oh look, we don't we can put actors in roles that like maybe they're in wheelchairs, maybe they are amputee. Like this mm-hmm. is a thing that should be available to everybody with performance talent that nails an audition. And so I'm very heartened to see that. I'm very glad about that. And I'm, I'm super happy to see Ioni Sky here. Oh yeah, great use. Why not throw in an Ioni Sky? Yeah. Yeah. I do think if this were made 15 years ago um, as a movie, we would be featuring, or maybe even 10 years ago, we'd be featuring uh, Gerard Butler as the dad. And <laughs> yeah. Um, teenage boys' love interest would be Alexandra Daddario. Oh God, always which I know would make you that would make you extremely happy. Yeah, I I'd be thrilled about that. But otherwise, like, I, yeah, I'm with. Like, let's see, we're gonna just let it ride. Let's see what happens with this cast. Yeah, um, let's see if they really recapture that magic of the lost cast. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be interesting. Yes, I, I do think that this show has a real kinship with not lost, but the trifecta of lost attempts that were made two years after Lost Era, right. um, of which Surface was one, Invasion was one, and I don't remember what the third one was. Oh my there God. There were three. In- invasion. I forgot about Invasion. Yeah, Invasion, and then- Was Invasion the one with Marina Bakarin? 
So I think that I'm mixing up. So there was one with Marina Bakarin, and then there was one Where with the guy like who looks like yeah. Um, and that I think is the third one. And then there was the one with the guy who looks like Stephen Weber but isn't Stephen Weber. I am looking up the Marina Bakarin. The v, Marina ba- that was just V. Yeah, that was V. So okay, so it was Invasion V and Surface. All okay. three. What Invasion was? I think CBS. I think V was ABC, and I and then Surface was NBC. And it was the glory days of TV of the networks being like, "We're gonna get the next Lost," and it was just chaos, and I loved it. And I, I will for I will forever mourn the you know two seasons and done of V because not only did it have Marina Bakarin, it had fucking Elizabeth Mitchell. Oh yeah, impossible dream woman for reasons I cannot quantify. Elizabeth Mitchell. Oh, she. I mean, it was a great. They. She went right from Lost into that, and then yeah, like, like yeah. you said, the trifecta it was yeah. like. Did you like Lost? So we have Elizabeth did you Mitchell. Like Lost? We have the blonde, not being the same character, but yeah. you'll still love her <laughs> because you'll love Elizabeth Mitchell no matter what she fucking you, does. I will give me any Elizabeth Mitchell in any quantity. Yeah, I will give my life for Elizabeth Mitchell. Risk it. Yeah, all. but uh, yeah, and so, McCarran, so yeah. and Mar- yeah, no, it's those are those are two women with impeccable cheekbones. Yes. I'm glad that, like, Surface was for you, Invasion was for me. Yeah. Or, no, v. v. V was for you. V was for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was then there was Invasion, which had this – it wasn't Stephen Weber, but he looks like Stephen Weber. <laughs> I don't – he's like – he's, he's like he's, – he's like procedural Stephen Weber. Weber. Procedural Stephen Weber. Oh, William Fichtner? Yes, him. Yeah. He was in Armageddon, wasn't he? Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but that's yeah. He's he's like procedural Stephen Weber to me. Oh wow, head. and that had Eddie Cibrian. Mm-hmm. Wow, William Fichtner yeah. is weirdly one of my favorite character actors of all time. He has oh, he's a great character. He's a fabulous character actor. He always yeah. delivers. Yeah, and he has no, such he, a specific, intense look about mm-hmm. him. Yeah, he's he's excellent. That, that tiny little yeah. mouth of his. Ugh. That tiny little mouth. Teeny Everything tiny little mouth. Everything about him. Everything about him just screams racist with a heart of gold, but it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like real, like real dark secret behind those eyes, yeah. William Fichtner. But yeah, I like. So do we? Do we? Do we tower Inferno yet, or do we? Hold? I mean, I don't know. I feel like we can kind of. I mean, relative to your expectations, I know that relative to my expectations, this w- is this has exceeded my expectations. Same for at least how willing they are to go it with it. Absolutely, completely. Like mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Is I'm not sure this is a good show. Yeah, but I appreciate the gumption. Yeah, I, I, I do. I would say it's I for me. I don't think it's a good show, but it is going all out, and yeah. that is exactly what I need from this show. Yeah, like yeah. Unless you're gonna somehow nail fucking prestige premium drama with this, I don't know how you'd even do that. Short of that, this is the kind of yeah, mess. I want exactly. This is this. We love mess, and they're yeah. giving us mess. And I, much like with Earth, with Earth catastrophe, where you're like, I'm not sure they're executing what they want to be executing, but yeah. I respect how hard they're trying. Uh, completely. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, and, and you know what? They thanks did not have to the N- thanks to the NBC execs who were like, Yeah, you want to burn through an entire season of plot in two episodes? Go for it. Thank you for giving them that freedom, guys. Yeah. I, I I I wish I could have heard the discussions around bringing the show to air and sort of what their thought process was behind like how we're going to come out of the gate here um, because I would I would have loved to have known. I'm I, I don't know. I think that I think NBC should make us the official podcast of 
like the post the post show podcast. We should definitely I be mean, the yeah. podcast of record. Yeah, yeah. I think you know uh, NBC get at us. People tweet at NBC. Make yeah. them make them. <laughs> Uh, Peacock's, Peacock's got a got a, an, an identity on Twitter. Go for yeah. it, guys! Get, yeah. Tweet at them. Let them know the Disaster Girls should be their official uh, recappers, interviewers, whatever thing they want for their yeah. show. Yeah, and because just, I, I uh, can pretty much guarantee we are the only podcast talking every that's going to be talking regularly about this show. Yeah, uh, just heads up, guys. We however many episodes of this we get, we've decided to do it in yeah. two episode chunks. So, like, next week, we will tell you shortly what we're going to be able to do. But, like, the week after that, then we will mm-hmm. double down and yeah. do um, another two episodes of La Brea. So Unless you'll be NBC more wants us. to pay us to do it weekly. Yeah, if That's NBC right. wants – yeah, NBC, if you want us to cover it weekly, we can turn that around for you. But we're doing this you for free every two weeks. checkbook, Mr. NBC. Yeah, Don Olmeyer, wave your little checkbook. I think he was in charge of NBC in like the 80s. He was, yes. The ghost of him. Weirdly, I went to high school with his son. His son was really cute. I had a big crush on him in high school. Yeah, Don Olmeyer's son. Don Olmeyer's son. Hook it up. I know you don't remember me, but I mean, I thought when I was a teenager that you were fine. I do have questionable taste, but we won't get into that right now. Yeah, that's not that's not in you, Junior Olmeyer. All right, guys. So uh, coming up next week, yeah, we're going to be covering Storm Chasers: Revenge of the Twister from 1998. Man, already a Disaster Girls classic. Yeah, (laughs) Jamie Marshall starring Kelly McGillis. Jamie Marshall is a storm chaser who, having lost her husband in a crash after his plane was struck by lightning, recklessly throws herself into her work. Wow. Sent by her boss to Colorado to investigate the cause of a devastating tornado, she meets Will Stanton, Wolf Larson, field coordinator of FEMA. (laughs) They then proceed to summarize what I assume is like two-thirds of the movie, so I'm not going to read it all (laughs) because it just goes on. Like, we learn a lot of things. Um, But- that is going to be what we're covering next. I'm very All excited right. for us to cover this. Um, what is very clearly a, hey, Twister was a success, right? Yeah. Kind of movie. Um, and that is going to be available for streaming on all of the streaming services, but of course on Tubi. Tubi! Okay, Tubi. great news. Another streaming service who should sponsor us but hasn't. Come on! Yes. NBC, Come on, Tubi, Tubi guys, get into a... I, I want a bidding war. Bring out your checkbooks, uh, yeah. Mr. Rich Man. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, uh, let put capitalism into action. Yeah. And yeah. let the free market take this one, guys. Feed this is the only time that we'll artists. be pro-capitalism here. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have a screenwriting competition finalist on this podcast, so yeah. come the fuck on. And, We're bringing and Jason, hold on, and Jason also is a... Jason, you've got a double quarter finalist, yeah, baby. Right. Yeah, yeah. goddamn right. Goddamn yeah. right. Just... Just this this podcast is throbbing with talent, you guys. Yeah. Positively <laughs> absolutely. positively riddled with it. We are we are so throbbing full of talent. talent. We are so full of talent, <laughs> we might as well have been clawed by a dire wolf who infected us with talent. <laughs> yeah. In we <laughs> rapidly spreading infection of talent. Yeah. Amanda, I need you to know how much I wish I could have name dropped. I, I there was only one male porn star name that I know of off the top of my head, and I don't want to drop it. But I, I, I wish I could have come up with any non problematic porn star name, oh, male okay. porn star name, just off of the back of you saying throbbing with talent. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I wanted so desperately to be able to summon even one. 
Yeah, uh, I don't like. I, I feel you, like you, I, you, the, it's good that you didn't though, because if you say their name three times, they appear, and that just like that's so <laughs> awkward when you accidentally it's summon true. a porn star. I know because <laughs> then, then they're gonna start trying to fix your pipes, and yeah, like, it becomes uh, a whole thing. Making a pizza, and you, and you don't have any money to pay them, Jason. <laughs> I don't. I never do. And I never do. So then it's I an exchange that. of then it's an exchange of goods and services. It, it, says, it says a lot about Jordan that uh, when 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 she was riffing on that, she said uh, that the male porn star would start making a pizza. Yeah. Because I do her, appreciate her mind, it. The porns, the, the guy comes yeah. over and yeah. makes a pizza makes in your house. And, yeah. And, yeah. Well, and then, and you know, you it all happens it. right in front of your salad. So <laughs> it's a buffet. It's a whole pizza salad bar. Oh experience. my God. So good. <laughs> <laughs> all right well guys i think that brings us to the end of our episode so jordan where can we find you uh you can find me on twitter at jorcru j-o-r-c-r-u patreon.com slash cruciola as well uh we will be wrapping up shortly uh the ots tier the second season of the ots Tyrion podcast so tune in for oh, that yeah. and then listen to the entire back catalog of the neon demon podcast that we recently wrapped me and william o tyler and roxana Hadati. so hit them all up Nice. Hell. And Jason, how about you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jason Halftones. Um, uh, as this comes out, there, uh, there's now probably been two new episodes of Comic Book Workshop. I looked at my feed the other day for Comic Book Workshop and realized that it had been like almost three months, like two and a half months since the last time I dropped an episode. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh wow. shit. That's that's what happens when you're working 70 hours a week. You just yeah, no sort of shit. lose track of time. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Erica Henderson, former former uh, guest of, of this very Fr- show. Friend was of the pod, sure. Friend of the pod, Erica Henderson, uh, was recently on the show talking about uh, all of her creative work. So you can go check that out. It's a, nice. a really good interview and I love it. That's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. And how and about then, you, Amanda? Yeah, Amanda. I am. <laughs> I am Amanda Smith says on Twitter. Um, I will by the time that Tubies. this is. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, by the time that this is airing, uh, I will have left. Um, I will have left to know the results of uh, Austin, but I will be briefly in Austin, so that'll be kind of cool. Um, hey. But otherwise, you can find me on the Disaster Girls Twitter account, which is disaster underscore pod. And we're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. And also we're disastergirls on Letterboxd. So you can find us in lots of places. By the um, time this episode comes out, Amanda will also know the outcome of tonight's uh, Dodgers postseason game. Yeah. That's so, true. you know, we'll know whether or not Amanda is going to have an ulcer for the rest of October or if she's yeah. just going to go straight into like curled up in the fetal position grieving. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Good. <laughs> grieving. And uh, we'll see y'all back next week for, uh, was it Storm Chasers? Was that what I just said it was? It was quite the title. Yeah, it was probably, yeah, Storm Chasers, Revenge of the Twister. So we'll see you all back next week for that, which again is available on Tubi. So bye, guys. Bye. Austin is just drunk Salt Lake. Bye, everybody. (laughs) That might be cool.com. You never know.